Grace Mueller of the women's basketball team. Grace, you've battled with anxiety. When did you kind of realize that you were suffering from it? And when did you say enough was enough? Um, I guess to answer that question, Suzanne, I would say I've always kind of been a highly anxious person <laughs> ever since I was like really little. It's kind of what's made me who I am a little bit. Um, but I've always been able to like deal with it and cope with it in like specific ways. I have like various levels of coping. Um, but I'd say like the start of last fall year in the fall and then kind of into the spring and then it kind of progressed um, spring and summer. I think there's just a, like a few external factors that were going on in my life that kind of made the anxiety part feel unmanageable um, and my normal coping strategies weren't working so I kind of felt like in a hopeless place a little bit. Yeah I think it's like as college students we I feel like it, the pressure gets even bigger when we come into this setting of an institution because there's so many pools coming at us right. Mm-hmm. Um, what, who, when you when you asked for help who did you go to? Um For the first time in my life, I didn't go to my family. I usually reach out to them first, but um, I had started to feel, you know, Suzanne, I'm a naturally, like, pretty bright and happy person. I like to bring positivity (laughs) and encouragement, and, like, being a bright light is something that makes me feel alive and who I am, and that's kind of part of my role on the women's basketball team. Um, But I really started to notice that I wasn't that bright light anymore, Um, and for me, I didn't know what to do with that, so... I didn't tell my family that I wasn't feeling that way, um, but I did reach out to eventually um, some close friends Like had mentioned some things like, hey, are you, you okay? And I would be like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, but I think it took like some people, close people in my life, like my roommate and one of my best friends and you, Susie, who kind of like asked me, like, hey, like I noticed some things are a little bit different. Like, are you okay? And I had to kind of reflect and be like, no, like I'm not okay. Um, and so I think that those were kind of the people I initially reached out to. And then as I realized how long my symptoms had been like kind of progressing, that there hadn't been a change. Cause like, you know, sometimes you go through like moods or like you have highly anxious times, like situational factors, but I realized it had been about three months and I hadn't seen a change. Um, and so I reached out to, um, Deb, our athletic trainer, and then went to go use the um, sports psychology yeah. psychologist um, services here at UW, which I've utilized my whole time that I've been here. But yeah. um, I kind of reached out and was like, "Yeah, I think I need, I need, I need some help." I want to go back to you said you didn't you didn't initially talk to your parents mm-hmm. when you started to deal with this. Why were you so hesitant? Do you feel like they were going to judge you, or they just didn't have the answer for you? Why were you so hesitant reaching out to them? I think. For me, it was the first time, one of the first times in my life where I wasn't able to make things better. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, I am the kind of person who, for me, faith is like really important to me. So yeah. when I feel had feel those like anxious and like depression symptoms, I would like pray about it, um, but like that wasn't helping either (laughs) and so for me like if my faith wasn't working like it didn't seem like anything else was going to including like my family like who know me like really well I just didn't know how to talk about the fact that I didn't feel like myself for an extended period of time I feel like that's like very common within like just college athletes like we're still forming our identity within this space and like there's so many different influences and especially from like family too and like sometimes you're not comfortable with saying like what you're dealing with right Mm -hmm. and that's hard and that's just like super frustrating for you as well as I'm sure other athletes too um 
what forms of therapy like help you with your anxiety as you go day to day from classroom to um, the basketball court? What are some different ones? Um, I guess for me, I've always been a big believer in like going to talk to psychologists or a therapist. Um, whether you've got anxiety or depression or not, I would recommend it for everybody. I think it's really important to have somebody to listen to you um, while also like showing you different, providing you with new coping strategies, but also showing showing you parts of yourself that you haven't really recognized. Um, and so for me, like going to see a sports psychologist was um, really helpful in terms of like day-to-day coping that like I kind of had always done, but then had stopped working for me for a period of time when the symptoms got kind of bad was um, I'd listen to like meditations, um, pray it was a big one, like dive into the word, um, like really talk to God about my feelings. And um, I would also say like exercise is a huge one. Like, and for me, that came comes from basketball like being on the basketball court but like with my injuries that I've gone through I haven't been able to do that so going for like long walks or bike ride or um I kind of found myself this summer jumping into a bunch of like spontaneous activities which like you know me Suzanne I don't do like (laughs) I'm I'm a little more reserved and kind of overthink things so like saying yes to like a spontaneous like let's go paddleboarding on the lake or something like that thing for you this summer yeah and I found a lot of joy from that, but it also kind of, like, I was opened up to a new part of myself that I hadn't experienced before, which is, like, more of, like, a feelings part is what I kind of like to talk about yeah. it. I'm kind of a very practical person and in my head a little bit, so I think that part kind of got opened up um, in, in my heart this summer, and I kind of didn't know how to, like, deal with the two, two sides of myself. So, you say you tried a lot of new things this summer. Mm-hmm. Did, like, did you find yourself being anxious when trying those new things at all? Yeah, um, I kind of talked to my therapist about this, but I think I found a lot of, like, dissonance. I'm also a psychology major, so I might use some, you know, like, psych terms. It's it's yeah. fun, me and my psychologist together. Like, I don't know. I feel like psychologists maybe make the worst patients, but I'm working <laughs> so on it. Um, but, yeah, so I think there's some dissonance between while I was kind of living out of that, like, feeling part of myself, yeah. um, I would start to get anxious and, like, <laughs> I started to, like, so I, like, slept in and was, like, late for, like, a team thing this summer, which, like, I've never done in my life. Or, like, I'd lose track of time or, like, not do the normal, like, focused things that are very, like, practical, like, Grace Mueller would never, like, yeah. forget to do this or be late to something like this. Um, and then when I was in, like, that practical part of myself and that overthinking kind of, I um, would be, like, oh, I wish I was just, like, in that feelings part. Like, I would feel alone and isolated and not... Like, I couldn't talk to any of my friends about it. Um, so it's kind of like, even while I was, like, having fun in those two parts of myself, I my, I would get overcome with these, like, paralyzing fears yeah. about um, the other part. And I would say, like, also one thing that I haven't mentioned yet was, like, um, <clears throat> I kind of suffered from, like, panic attacks this summer, too, which mm-hmm. was something I've never had before in my life. Um, but, and it's a really like, scary feeling um, because you get just, like, paralyzed with fear and like it overtakes yeah. you like yeah if you don't mind me asking like when, when you're going through those moments of a panic attack like what are you thinking what are you like what's your thought process you know you're not <laughs> um you kind of just like for me it's almost like my um I'd feel my heart like beating like it was like gonna beat out of my chest yeah. and then I would start like breathing, like I felt like I couldn't breathe, so then I would start like breathing really fast, and 
for me than like a lot of emotion like that's really scary so then a lot of time I would start to cry and I didn't know how to calm myself down like I would start sweating I would feel like I literally couldn't move like I just was like I remember sitting in a bathroom at social science before like this long seminar I had to go to and I was just looking in the mirror like paralyzed and that's the word that comes to mind and I, I didn't know what to do so like I reached out and called my mom and she kind of was able to help me oh, yeah. talk through it a little bit with like things like recognizing like okay my feet are on the ground right now like mm-hmm. t- trying to control your breath is something that's really huge when you're in those like intense moments of yeah. fear and that's it's like really hard to do when your mind kind of goes to that yeah. scared place and so it's it takes like a lot of control and it's exhausting to like bring yourself out of that moment it's funny because like wow physical injuries are so bearing and like burns on our, our body mental is like huge for us you know mm-hmm. that's an injury in itself and you yeah. explain that that has that's a lot mm-hmm. you have to go through moments steps by steps to recenter yourself mm-hmm. I want to kind of talk about, like, the coach's standpoint. Like, Mm -hmm. um, being at the University of Wisconsin, have you found the love and comfort from your coaches um, dealing with mental health? Uh, Yeah, I guess I would say everybody kind of deals with mental health differently. Um, Whether you're experiencing it or someone close to is experiencing it, um, people tend to react differently. And, like, like you probably mentioned, there's such a stigma in our society about talking about it. Um, and so I think for me, definitely um, our head coach, Coach Sip, was very understanding um, about what I was going through and wanted, I could tell for the most part that he just wanted to know if I was going to like be okay, okay. like what he could do. Um, and one thing that like I really appreciated, which I was like super scared to do, was like one of the hardest days I was having this summer after I had first sought out help from a sports psychologist. Yeah, yeah. And... I was just like, like my mind was just not in a good place and I kind of knew it wasn't going to be. Um, so I reached out to our trainer and was like, you know, Deb, like I just need a day. Like, I need a day to take care of myself. Um, and you remember that day I yeah, didn't yeah. go to workouts that afternoon and I went back to my apartment and did like some of those intense self-care stuff. Um, and coach like allowed me to do that. And he said, yeah, take the day. Like, and I'll check in with you later, um, but I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, and so, like, for me, that was really important to take care of myself and, like, accept that what I was going through was hard, but then know that I was going to be going to get through it. Because um, sometimes when you're in those moments, it's really hard to see the other side. And so then the next morning, I was able to come to a workout, and we ran Bascom Hill. Maybe but like, <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm happy that, that Coach Sip was able to understand and say, like, while I might not be educated on the situation, I at least know that her well-being mm-hmm. and her health and her mental health is more important than anything. Yeah. And I think him recognizing that was super important. I think we need to have that around all institutions. You know, mm-hmm. coaches have to be understanding and have to get to know their athletes one-on-one to yeah. say, like, hey, this is who you are and this is how we need to help you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think... Um, what kind of programs do you think institutions did embed to like help with, you know, student athletes coming in, um, as well as student athletes dealing with mental health? Um, I guess I would say it's really important, like just education to start. Um, mm-hmm. 
do it. I know when, like, when we came in as student-athletes, we yeah. took that um, Life Skills Academy class where we, they did a section on mental health. And while I thought that was helpful, I think that not only the student-athletes need to be educated about it, but the administrators, the mm-hmm. coaches, the support staff. Because um, one thing I was going to touch on was um, one of our assistant coaches um, could tell something was wrong with me, and okay. her way of um, dealing with that was just asking me if I was okay. And when I responded, no, she didn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, well, why? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> like, like I, I didn't know what was wrong. And so for me, the pressure of trying to answer that question, are you okay, became so overwhelming. And um, this particular coach really wanted me to be that bright light, like I described myself as yeah. being, and I just couldn't, like, find those that inner resources. Yeah. yeah, and so... Um, I think for me that was just really hard because every time she would ask me to be like that, like in a practice, I couldn't. And that just like made my feelings about myself worse because I had like shame and mm. like, why, well, why can't I? Like, what's wrong with me? Um, and so I think one thing I talked about my therapist, which then I mentioned to this coach, was that in that moment, I just need you to acknowledge my, the struggle that's going on and say, like, I see you struggling, but you're going to get through it. Yeah. And, like, as her way of acknowledging the fact that I wasn't being at my best, but not coaching or trying to bring that out of me in a moment where I felt depleted. Um, but, yeah, to get back to your question about um, what else we can do to, like, educate, I really do think that um, coaches need to be made aware of the variety of the spectrum of mental health as well as, like, the different ways that people cope and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Right. Um, the final question I want to ask, like in this space, is like, what advice will you give to your peers, student athletes coming in, as well as student athletes now that might be dealing with mental health? What advice would you give them? I guess I would just say like, don't be afraid to admit that you're not okay. Mm. Um, I think for me that was the hardest part because it felt like a weakness. As athletes were told, like, don't show your weaknesses, <laughs> um, just get through it just grind grind it out you know um but with mental health much like a physical injury if you had like a injury in your back you can't just keep playing through it that's not good right so seeking those resources and just telling one person about it a trusted a trusted friend or an athletic trainer or a parent um even like an instructor um or a coach like those kind of things like just being able to verbalize the fact that you're not feeling yourself um it's huge because I think a lot of people don't and the thing is like I know on our team Suzanne we're like really close so we can tell when something's not right yeah something's not right right and so how do you initiate that conversation with someone um besides just asking like are you okay (laughs) you know because like there's are you okay like you were talking about earlier are you okay might not be the right question to ask because Mm -hmm. in that moment you're not able to answer it yourself so Mm -hmm. it's like how do you else how do you approach a situation yeah without asking, you know, but I think it's important, like, for one to, it's important for, like, if you're close to someone on the team, that person needs to ask you. Yeah. Or, because they know how you're approachable, like, Carmen's able to talk with you, mm-hmm. as well as myself, to talk yeah. with you and figure about, like, Grace, you don't seem all right, you know, like, mm-hmm. trying to approach you from asking a question, yeah. more of, like, you know, being there for comfort and love. And, like, knowing when someone an- answers, yeah. like, I'm fine or I'm good, and knowing knowing that person and knowing their heart yeah so that you can tell when they're 
just like saying like faking faking it you know um and I think but I do think like a a type of program where like you could sit down and have someone come in and work with your team individually would be really great about saying like these are some of the signs like these are some of the questions you can ask to see if someone's okay like how to deal with it or even like in extreme cases like what do you do when someone wants to harm themselves Mm -hmm. um things like that right like how do you respond and that kind of thing okay well, that was a kind of the final question for this space. I want to go out to the